Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey everyone, my name is Scott Kalish and I am a divorce and family law attorney here in South Florida. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about keeping the marital home during the divorce, how that is accomplished, and what things you should be keeping in mind if that is, in fact, your goal. So let's jump into it. So as you can imagine, or as I'm sure you can imagine, maintaining the marital home can be one of the most difficult issues to tackle with divorce. Obviously, for most people, it's tough financially because for most families, the expenses related to the marital home, specifically the mortgage, is probably the largest family expense. And oftentimes, you know, people select and, and live in a house that they both can afford, but maybe can't afford individually by themselves. So financially, sometimes it's a difficult issue to tackle. And then also, it's a really emotional issue. You know, most people have a very hard time letting go of their home, which is completely understandable. I understand the mindset, you know, people feel safe and secure in their homes, you know, great memories um, in their homes, you know, holidays, celebrations, like graduations, you know, births, all types of things. So, you know, children feel comfortable in their home. They have their rooms with their toys and all of that. So for a lot of people, you know, giving up the marital home is very difficult during divorce. And, And also you throw in there, downsizing is never fun. So going to something smaller, less comfortable, less desirable is obviously going to be an issue. But today I want to talk to you about, you know, accomplishing the goal of of keeping the marital home, preserving it for you, your kids, and your family. So let's jump into it and let's talk about sort of the considerations and what you have to look at to size up and sum up whether or not this is feasible, okay? So the first consideration is really going to be, you know, can you buy your spouse out of the home? And what do I mean by buying them out? Well, the division of a house falls into the category of equitable distribution, and that's the part of the divorce when the judge divides assets and debts. So typically, right, the court divides marital property 50-50, right? Except if there's, you know, any sort of extreme circumstances like dissipation. And, and I'm happy to do, you know, a podcast episode about dissipation and equitable distribution in general and like what marital property is. But that's like a 30-minute podcast or seminar that, that I can do just on that. But just in, in your head, you should be asking, well, can I afford to either buy them out or trade them out of their 50% interest? So let's just assume for a second that, you know, the home that you live in is marital. There's not a non-marital component. So the whole thing's marital, right? And let's say that there's equity in the home. So you, you should be thinking, do I have an, let's say, let me, let me just select a number. So let's just say that there's $100,000 in equity, right? In marital equity in the home. You should be asking yourself, can I buy my spouse out for half of that, right? Or can I trade another piece of property that I have? Can I trade my 50% in exchange for keeping 100% of the marital home? So let me give you a quick example, right? Let's use $100,000 again in the marital home, right? That's the marital equity in the home. And let's also say that your spouse has $100,000 401k, you know, that's completely marital. You know, when I say trading property 
to keep property. I mean, well, you know, you can always trade your 50% interest in your spouse's 401k for their 50% interest in your house. So that's something to consider, right? Can you buy or trade for your spouse's interest in your home, right? Can you afford to do that? The second consideration is this. If you have a mortgage on the home, can you refinance the property into only your name? You know, do you have the credit? Will a bank refinance the home in only your name? Do you have the income? That's that's huge. You know, if it's not if that's not going to happen, then it's going to be very difficult, I think, for you to maintain the property unless your spouse is is going to pay, you know, a large amount of alimony where a bank would count that as as your income and you can secure a loan to keep that property. The third consideration is well, assuming that you have the credit, can you afford realistically the monthly payment and the upkeep and the maintenance of the marital residence? You know, is this this is obviously going to come down to an income problem or you know or an, or an income question. Will you have the income to maintain the house here? Now, obviously, you know, if we're talking about income and divorce, you know, you have to factor in, hey, are you going to be receiving alimony? How much are you going to get in alimony? How much are you going to get in child support if you have children? And will that be enough along with maybe, you know, some income from working? If that applies to you, can you maintain the monthly payment and the upkeep of the house after you receive that? So those are the three considerations, main considerations when we're talking about like setting up a plan to keep the marital home. Definitely going to want to, you know, ferret out the answers to those and make sure that all those are feasible and and you're going to be able to accomplish that. The other angle is when you have children living in the marital home. Now, the court has the discretion to wait to sell the home until the kids are 18, right? Until they age out. But, you know, the court has to find two things, right? The court has to find that it's in the best interest of the children for you to stay in the marital home or for them to stay in the marital home with you. Um, That has to be true, which I think overall that's going to be true unless there's, you know, a funky situation where the kids aren't going to be spending very much time there or, you know, maybe the house isn't big enough for some reason. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking off the cuff here as to why it would not be in the children's best interest. But I think overall it would be. I think it would be a very weird factual scenario if the court found it would not be. But then it, you know, it also has to be financially feasible for both parties to do that. If one party, if the party that, that's not going to be living there, if, if all of their money and savings is tied up in that home and the person wanting to live there can't really afford to pay for it and the person that is not going to be living there can't afford the payment and can't afford to live somewhere else independently, then I, I don't think the court's going to going to do that. The court's not going to wait to sell the home until the kids are 18. But if those two things are true, if it's in the best interest of the children and it's financially feasible for all parties to do that, then there's there's a decent chance that a judge would allow that to happen. But again, those two things have to be met. So that's basically what you need to know, right, to accomplish that goal of keeping your marital home, right? The first, you know, the thing to consider is to, can you pay or trade for your spouse's equity? Can you refinance all of the debt into your name if there's a mortgage? And then lastly, you know, will you have the income to afford the monthly payment, you know, the mortgage and also the upkeep? That's something that you definitely need to consider. So 
That's the podcast for today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, if you found it valuable, please give it a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me over an email. I'm happy to answer your questions. My email is scott at kjlawfla.com. Again, scott at kjlawfla.com. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.